I'm Michelle White. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioural and psychological aspects of IBS and other gut disorders too. It's every conversation you've wanted to have about your gut symptoms but couldn't. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. Alrighty, today we're talking about the gut and how it functions autonomously and why then interference behaviours do exactly that. They interfere with its normal function. Now your gastrointestinal tract or your gut has three main functions. It digests, absorbs and excretes. It also has its own nervous system called the enteric nervous system, which speaks to your central nervous system. And this is why when you're stressed, your gut reacts. Now, the enteric nervous system is called the second brain because it doesn't need your conscious mind to function. It just does it for you like breathing or your heartbeat. And problems begin to happen when we interfere with what it knows to do autonomously. Now, almost all of us, if we were lucky, were born with a digestive system that functioned just as it was designed to. Now, most of you could probably look back to a time in your life when it functioned really well. It worked just fine. But right now, it's probably not, and that's why you're here. I want you to be encouraged, though, that it once did function just great. And it will again but only if you get out of its way. Now, there's a common action I see towards the gut, which I call interference behaviours. It's interfering with the natural law of things, the natural motility of your digestive system. If you truly want to understand how your digestive system works, like in all the small details, then absolutely do yourself a favour and read Gut by Julia Enders. She delivers all her scientific knowledge and studies on the gut in the most simplest, fun and definitely practical way that I've read. And she speaks about the gut exactly as she writes about it. I was fortunate to see her speak at the Sydney Opera House and she was so delightful. And my insides were beaming with a grin when she answered an audience member's question by saying, At the end of the day, we have to learn to listen to our gut and to be friendly with it. How I say, hell yes to that. But going back to the function of the gut, very briefly, the gut is a muscle. Its movement and muscle contractions are called motility. It starts at the mouth, travels down the esophagus into the stomach and then into the small intestine and large, and it's finally excreted through the anus. Now, there's so many more intricate processes that happen within digestion, absorption, and excretion, and essentially, it's pretty damn impressive. I mean, you can eat a Sunday roast with pumpkin and carrots and peas and corn, and by the time it travels through and leaves your body, it looks nothing like it did on the plate. And most often, it's compacted into this neat little stool of waste material because your gastrointestinal tract has broken it down, drawn the nutrient out, and spat out the crap that you don't need. Now, come on, that's seriously impressive. But here's the bit 
where you need to stop interfering with that amazingness. Interference behaviors are a behavior you are consciously doing to override a natural and unconscious function. In relation to your gut, this means you're trying to control or manage or interfere with your bowel movements. Now you're doing them because you believe it's helping you. In fact, you've probably got plenty of examples where you've successfully managed your bowel movement in the short term. In the short term. But in the long term, it's causing you a lot more problems and got you in a pickle. People interfere with their bowel movements in so many different ways, like taking medications too much and taking medications when they anticipate something could go pear-shaped because it did once in the past. Also, I see people forcing a bowel movement in the mornings. They've got this routine where they get up and they give themselves all this additional time and sit on the toilet and force a bowel movement when the natural feeling isn't there to do so. And they're doing this because they're trying to prevent themselves either from having a bowel movement in the day or just wanting to have a bowel movement because they can't tolerate not having one. Also, people tightly control and manage other people's activities. So say, for example, your friends want to have a picnic lunch, but you suggest, well, how about we go to a cafe instead? Because underneath, you fear being too far away from the bathroom. Or how about even bargaining with your gut to not have a bowel movement during the middle of the day and then giving it free reign to do whatever it wants to do at nighttime so long as you're in the safety of your home. Also, using daily enemas is no good. It's interfering with your natural bowel movements. It's interfering with the nerves down there for your body to know and understand when it's ready to have a bowel movement on its own. Now, other ways people interfere with the bowel is by eating really crappy food but taking laxative because they complain of constipation. I'm telling you, it's not constipation. It's a shit diet with not enough plant food to help things along. Or on the other end of that, you might end up with diarrhea because you eat a poor diet and then you pop these Imodium pills or other tablets to slow down your digestion. That needs to stop. Listen to your body. If you can't eat it for now, you can't eat it. Your body's stressed. It's got way too much other stuff going on from the anxiety that's having difficulty digesting the food that you put in. People also interfere with their bowel movements by controlling the environment around them and forbidding others to use the bathroom in case they need it. Or even being so self-conscious about the smell of your bowel movement that you'll prevent yourself from having a bowel movement during the day just so you don't have to go through that experience. That guess what? Everyone goes through anyway. No one likes the smell of someone else's bowel movement. Let's just get that straight. No one else likes it. But no one's really talking about it. It's normal. It happens in daily life. Everyone's doing it. Now, let's talk about why those interference behaviors are ineffective and how they're exacerbating your symptoms. 
we need to start with the fact that your gut knows what to do. So do you interfere with your heartbeat, for example, and go making all kinds of changes to it? You're probably rolling your eyes at me right now thinking, that's so ridiculous. But the thing is, just like your gut, your heartbeat also knows what to do. Unless you interfere with it over the long term by causing it huge amounts of stress and having a poor diet and generally an unhealthy lifestyle, which can clog up the arteries and put more stress on your heart. But the gut's no different. We cause it all kinds of stress so it can't function at its optimal capacity. And then we get upset with it when it's having symptoms. And that's when that additional interference comes in. So in psychology, these interference behaviors are called safety behaviors. Ah, now that word safety is probably hitting home for you and making a lot more sense now because you actually interfere with your natural bowel movements to protect yourself, to say stay, say, ah, to stay safe. Only problem is here's the lowdown on safety behaviors. So safety behaviors are often used with avoidance behaviors to help manage anxiety. You might rely too much on medication or always make sure that someone else is with you or know where all the bathrooms are in advance or have an exit plan if you experience a symptom. And you become too dependent on these behaviors and then become more anxious if you can't do them. Now, the thing is, if you continue to apply these avoidance or safety behaviors, you greatly reduce your life experiences. And you know for yourself that this causes you stress. So it's another form of stress. And then this exacerbates your symptoms, which is exactly the thing that you're trying to overcome. So how do you stop them? Firstly, you must understand that this pattern is ineffective and is only getting you the very thing you don't want. Secondly, it's about willingness to change. You must want to change to see that there's a more effective way for you. You must be willing to tolerate the very feeling you don't like, which is the anxiety. Now, this is as simple as sitting down with it and breathing. Be with the anxiety in your body. Watch what it does. Don't resist it. Allow it to be there. Be right in the moment with it. Anxiety is an anticipation of something in the future which takes you out of this moment. If you fully arrive in this moment with your whole body and mind, then it's impossible to feel anxious because you're here and here is okay. It's not the here that you're worried about. You're anticipating something you don't want to happen, something that's coming in the future. That's what you're trying to prevent. But you don't need to expend the energy on preventing if you're already here. Then it's about application. It's not enough to just know all this information. You have to do it to trust in your body trust in your digestive system. I know it's a lot to ask because 
you must let go of controlling it and then allow it to do its own thing. So I'll give you an example. A client of mine has had a couple of episodes where she had diarrhea when she was out and about, like at an outing or an event. So now she lives on a modium when she goes somewhere unfamiliar and doesn't know the bathroom locations. Her anticipation of these outings starts a few weeks prior and she begins to experience small symptoms. Then by the time the outing day arrives, she's swimming in anxiety. And because of that, her bowel is upset. So she's now convinced herself that she needs this anti-diarrhea medication. And she takes it. And guess what? Voila, it works. So she's now built a really strong case that A, her IBS plays up when she goes to these events. So she can then anticipate that in the future. And B, the medication saves the day. But if we look back, it's actually got nothing to do with the event and everything to do with her anticipation of it. That level of anxiety heightens the central nervous system, which heightens the enteric nervous system of the gut, so it responds accordingly by creating symptoms. The anxiety is her cause of symptoms. Now, one of the main areas that we address in the IBS recovery program is your unique response to symptoms because you've got your very own ones. And we get right down to the nitty-gritty of it to understand it. Then with that insight and some new tools, the behavior starts to undo itself. But right now, your first step is to recognize what your interference behaviors are. And I'm so keen to hear about them. So be sure to comment on the Facebook post and know that you're not alone in this. It's happening all over the shop and I've got your back. I'm Michelle White and you've been listening to Happy Inside. You can follow Happy Inside on Facebook and here's some other options. You can subscribe to Happy Inside on Apple Podcasts and leave your comments there. If one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside IBS Recovery Program is for you. If not, you can purchase the Happy Inside iPhone app. And if you already own it, don't forget to review and rate it on the App Store. These details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Join me here each week for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.